I want to talk today, and I'm going to move very quickly because I, I want to stick with my time here. I want to talk about this, winning mentally. Write that down, winning mentally. I hadn't planned on sharing this, but I think I need you today. I don't think we talk about this enough in the local church, and we must do that. Um, we're all shocked this week, of course, by hearing of another um, human, another man, another father, another husband, another black man um, who ended his life. We're disturbed by it. Some of us didn't know him, but we're still angry by it because it seems to be happening too much. Um, and many are asking, you know, why and how could this happen? And it seems like he was happy and everything was going good. And we said this right here. We said things like he didn't look like he was depressed or suicidal. He didn't look like. And I want to ask you, what does depression and suicidal thoughts look like? Um, I, I, I gave them a slide to show of some pictures here. Um, this, this, this doesn't look like depression. It doesn't um, look like suicide. But all of these are prominent people with, if you search in families and money and careers that we watch blossom, yet they took their own life. And so we have been accustomed to depression and, and suicide and going through looking like crying and, and things like that. And that's not always the case. It can look like nobody and everybody at the same time. Some people are, are, are overtly depressed. I need you to follow me. And they're vocal about it. Um, and, and, and almost everything about them cries out for help. And you know when you see him, man, she's going through. Man, he's going through. Man, he looks depressed. Um, but the reality is most of us have dealt with or are dealing with what I call functional depression. Yeah, it can be the worst because you go about your day, you go about your life, you sing, you pray, you preach, you work, you go to school, you run the dance club, you, you, you even counsel people, you do your thing, yet you are hurting and in pain yourself. And I don't think the church has balanced this well. We got to do more than lay hands and pray. We got to do more than throw oil. We have to do the natural and the spiritual. We have to, we have to pray through and talk through. And in our culture, we are not used to, or we still haven't embraced fully, communicating. Yeah. Our culture doesn't like to talk. Yeah. You ain't got to say, man, I'm going to talk about it today anyway. Um, and when we do talk, we talk to the extent that we're comfortable and then we stop. Yeah. Never really getting to the meat or the root of issues. We talk about leaves, we express ourselves, and we should. We're angry, and you get to be angry. You get to display what you display, express what you dis express, say exactly how you feel, but when you finish that, we gotta deal with the root of why you feel the way you feel. And sometimes we don't get to that. We never get to the part about dealing with regret. We never get to the part about lamenting. Our culture was never taught how to lament, how to grieve. 
grieve. We don't know how to grieve the loss of a loved one, a job, a relationship, a church. or what. We don't know how to lament. There's a whole book in the Bible called Lamentations, and we don't know how to lament. So we just wrap it up with this is how I feel. I said what I said, and then we move on. And what you don't realize is nothing just goes away. Nothing just goes away. And, and often the people that are hurting the most have what we think is a satisfactory life. They're doing good, but most of those people are in the most pain. Y'all quiet up in here. And, and they have to um, um, put away the darkness inside of them because they're everybody else's light. Everybody else's hope and joy and they help everybody and support everybody and counsel everybody and everybody else's advocate and they got vision for everything and everybody and they fix everything and they're workaholics and they get to heal everybody and do everything and provide and make ways and have fun, be the life of the party, yet they are in pain. And, and they, we sometimes fail at tending to ourselves. And the reason it gets worse because we don't find anybody we can really talk to. Even married couples have not learned how to listen to one another without making my pain about you, without making what I'm dealing with about you. And so then we find us a, a, a co-worker we can talk to, but we can't go that far because I really don't know her. She just worked the morning shift, but I got to vent to somebody, but I'm not expecting nothing from her. I'm just venting to her. And then you may find a person at church that you want to talk to, but no, I didn't talk to her too much because I heard some of my business last week over here on this side of town, so I'm not going to talk to her. And so we begin to hold everything in. Because you know, church is the biggest den of gossip in the world. Local communities that love the Lord. We, I'm just going to be honest. We, we, I, we, I know we call it prayer. We call it sharing. But you're gossiping about somebody's life. You're talking about something you have no proof of. Something you have not seen. Something you ain't got no real discernment about. But you're discussing it with A, B, C, and D. That is dangerous. And that's why, that, that's not why, that's one of the reasons that church is not, or the local community is not as safe as it should be. And it's because we're all human and we're all dealing with our humanity. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for being human once we get saved. We forget that we are human. Say, I am human. Say that, please. Can you tell your neighbor, say, I am human. And we talk about the super a lot, but that super goes on what we call the natural. You are human. Before you speak in tongue, you are a woman, and then you are a wife, and then you are a mother, and then you are the boss or the manager, or you lead the team. You are a human. You have feelings. You get upset. You get angry. Things trigger you. You have a historic creation that some have dealt with, some have not. You've been through a divorce before. You've been married two times. You got a child out of wedlock that's bothered than you because the daddy won't act right or the mom you got all these things because you're human and you can't just come in here and pour oil on that and this is why we don't win mentally when I had the call last Sunday about those who are tormented in their minds I had no idea the line would be that long I had no idea there would be repeat offenders in the line and I'm not saying anything bad. I'm saying it's proof that we got to stop and deal with this mental peace even in the local assemblies. 
And I don't stand here because I've made it, I've crossed over, I don't have any issues, concerns, or mental um, 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 dealings. Um, I stand here because I've been graced for this office. And when I sense a thing, I have to move on it. And there's times when I'm moving in that kind of grace where I want to stop and get in the line myself. Don't you ever get it twisted. Don't you ever look up here and think we got it all together. Because just like you just told your neighbor you're human, say, I'm human too. Tell you, say, he's human too. I'm human. I have children too and a wife too and I got bills too and I got to go to work. I got all these things going on. I have regrets in my life and all these things. And so I got to deal with that as well. And we have not been taught how to deal with it. And sometimes those with the biggest platforms deal with it the less. We don't ask for help because we need to look like we always got it together. We're often exhausted when people are still leaning on us. Yeah, yeah. And then you have your calling. You have a calling. You have a grace. You have a voice in this world that attracts enemies that are assigned to shut it down. And so the world never gets to benefit from your God-ordained purpose. And if the day comes, if the load is too heavy and the voice or the voices are too loud and the dam breaks, the darkness pushes people over the edge and it has nothing to do with how beautiful their family is or how much money they make or how popular they are or how many TikTok videos they did 24 hours ago. When darkness pushes you over the edge... I'm talking about save and unsaved. But ain't no way. If you say you shouldn't be even having those thoughts, y'all about to balance this word out. Jesus had agony. Life is precious. Say that life is precious. But being a human is complex. I need you to understand that. Being a human is complex. Some of y'all came here today and you look nice and you sang, hell, lost another one. But inside you're broken, you're beat up, you're hurting, you ain't dealt with things. Christmas is coming. And, 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 and I'm told, I didn't research it, she looked it up, she said, some people say yes, some said no. But I'm told that, that the holiday times is one of the worst times for depression. I have a friend, pastor friend, Mike Smith, who shared on social media last week, and give or take a few of his personal encounters, I could have wrote the same thing. And I called him, I said, thank you for speaking for all of us. Thank you for sharing the heart and journey of most people. And I've shared briefly, and I want to talk to you about some things, not about me, but I'm going to share a little bit about myself first. And I need you to understand that. I don't don't need you to look at me and say, well, he shouldn't be talking about himself because he's the pastor and he needs to be strong. I think that's the problem now. I've shared briefly of times and dark thoughts I've had around suicide. I've shared where I would be led to sit in my car. When I said led, demons lead like um, the spirit of God leads. And I've been led to sit in my car and just to let it run in the garage. Um, There's been times 
that I've had these dark thoughts. It's not an attempt for attention, but it's a reality that most people don't talk about. And sometimes it comes out of nowhere. It, it, it doesn't have to be tied to a certain part in your life or something went bad or somebody cuts you out or you got divorced. It, it, it could just come out of nowhere. Sometimes it's because of disappointments in life. Sometimes it's because I've hurt somebody or let somebody down and darkness comes in. Sometimes it's after a great victory, after you've done something great, but it didn't make you feel the way you thought it was going to make you feel. Sometimes for pastors, and I've talked to many, the, the, the most depressive time is to ride home after church. After you have preached well and hugged every baby and laid hands and all of that, and your ride home or the next five hours after that are sometimes the, some of the most darkest moments. Because the enemy comes to, to, to challenge what you said and did you say it right? And who was looking at you? And why were they looking at you? And who wasn't there? And who left? And who don't do this? And, and, and they ain't even listening. And it's just, it's, it's dark. I hope y'all can handle this today. Sometimes it comes from failure. When you fail at something. You didn't pass the test. You didn't get the job. You, you, you tried out for this thing and it didn't work. And, and, you, and, and the enemy brings it as a failure. Not that you failed, but you are a failure. And it brings darkness. It's loneliness. Yeah. Um, I can be an unhealthy introvert. You know, people say, well, you're on the platform. You talk, you laugh, we laugh at your jokes. That's up here. Outside of here, I'm an introvert. Yeah. I don't have to be bothered. I don't, I don't have to be around a lot of people all the time. But sometimes that can be unhealthy. Yeah. And sometimes that can be an issue of rejection. Yeah. That can be an issue of, I don't want to be rejected, so I'd rather be by myself. That makes it unhealthy, but it brings darkness. Marital issues brings darkness. Lack of discipline. Sometimes when I lack, I realize I lack discipline in an area, um, 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 and I have poor lifestyle habits, or, or I let myself down, something I was going to do. I was talking to the guys on Friday. I said, setting the goal is just one thing. The, the, the deal comes when you got to be disciplined to carry out and get to the execution. And sometimes when you don't do it, darkness comes and speaks to you. Shame and guilt when you fall into, I've fallen into sin or messed up. Um, shame and guilt comes and I'm disgusted with the man in the mirror and it brings darkness. But I know well the enemy is behind um, this voice. He's behind the darkness. I know very well there's much more for me. I know very well on one end I want to live and not die. I confess that. But when that door is open and that darkness comes in, it'll push you to places you hadn't planned on going in your thought life. And y'all quiet because you know what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not trying to have an Oprah moment with you. I'm not trying to make you cry and be sad and play some sad music. I'm talking to you about something we need to talk about more in the local church. Yeah, you have the, somebody said, you, if you got the Holy Ghost, you don't need no therapist. Well, the Holy Ghost is the one led me to one. Because I think therapists are there to help you talk. Just talk, say whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, get it out holler, yell, cuss, you know, cry, sweat, just because some of us are so bottled up. Uh, am I here? Uh, yes. And, and I'm, quite, I'm quite tired of dancing about freedom and not being free in every area. 
so this torment of the mind, torment, I'm going to get the first king, just let me talk. Turn to him, so just let him talk. Torment is severe and constant mental suffering. It is pain. It is pressure. Write some of this down. It is distress. It is torture. It is, it is severe and constant mental suffering. It is one of the most powerful weapons of hell used against believers. It is designed, listen, to leave us emotionally unstable incapable of making right decisions, fearful, anxious, and spiritually paralyzed. You've been tormented in your mind before and you can't even get going spiritually. Prayer life, devotion life, reading life, I just don't feel it. I, I'm in service, but I'm just here. I'm, I, y'all singing and y'all dancing, but I don't feel none of it. I'm, I'm disconnected. I'm, I'm detached. My emotions are everywhere. I can't even make the right decision. I know what it is, but I can't make it because you're being tormented in your mind. It steals your rest. It assaults your peace. Because peace... Even in the midst of chaos, we should have it. It belongs to us. Uh, uh, He says our peace passes understanding, which means things are going haywire, but I'm still chill in the midst of it. But when you're tormented in your mind, you can't even locate your peace. And many people come to church and live, they're functioning in this day to day today and your wife is saying what is the matter with you and your husband is saying what is going on with you and you're telling your kids what's happening with you and all and 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 we say well just pray just pray just pray yeah you pray but i'm gonna tell you this if you haven't built your prayer life to this point of because this is warfare stuff this ain't lord help us down here today no 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 and if you ain't got no prayer life and now you don't cross over into torment now you want to go and try to count your abcs hey you're gonna need some help You're going to need to call somebody and say, hey, come over here with me for a second. I, I, I know you know how to pray. and Because I, I don't know how to pray like you. I don't even know what to say right now, but I feel all kinds of ways. I feel all kinds of pain. I'm hurting and confused. Come on over here and pray. And get you somebody that can grab the horns of the altar and know how to pull you out of a dark place. That's why your girlfriend and your guy friends need to be Holy Ghost filled. I know they like hot wings and like to watch certain shows you like to watch, but can they pray? Can they get a hold of God? Can they pick you up in the spirit? That's what discernment means. It means I didn't tell you nothing, but you was at your house eating your chicken and said, wait a minute, let me call Sister Jones because she just dropped in my spirit. And you called and said, girl, what's going on with you? And she said, nothing. No, don't lie to me. Something is going on with you because I can feel you in the spirit. Anxiety. It is uncertainty. It is a painful uneasiness it springs from fear or expectations of something bad I don't know what's going on but something's coming something's going to happen and, and, I, and, and I ain't in fear God ain't gave me the spirit of fear but you really are yeah. you've embraced fear 100% yeah. and you, you are expecting something to happen that God has protected you from already it brings anxiety depression it is feeling of inadequacy. 
It is a deep sadness. Sometimes you can be sad for no reason at all. There are times you just, I've just woke up sad. You know, what is going on here? No, I just got up, nothing happened, and had no bad dreams. I got a nice house, nice car, I don't got no financial issues, so why am I sad? Because it has nothing to do with that. These people that you just saw didn't have none of those issues. But I tell you this, I tell you this, if you look at some of the pictures of this latest guy, his eyes tell the story. And sometimes we're so, we're so comfortable and we assume certain people got it all together that we miss the signs. Oh, that's elder so-and-so. Oh, that's brother so-and-so. Oh, that's pastor so He good. Oh, that's, that's this. And, and everybody deserves to be cared for in this way. So you got torment, you got anxiety, you got depression, and then you have peace. All those things are realities. They are facts that you can have going on in your life. But the truth is peace that belongs to us. A magnificent obsession of rest. That's peace. It is relief in chaos. And whether there be torment, whether there be anxiety, whether there be depression, we have been given peace. I lost half the room. We look at 1 Kings chapter 19. And Elijah, can I just talk through this? I said, can I talk through this? Are y'all still here? You need me to change my, my lesson? So Elijah in 1 Kings had just won a great victory. Y'all know this story? He had just killed how many, Twan? About 400 some prophets of Baal. And right after this victory, Jezebel puts a hit out on him. She says, in 24 hours, I'm I'm a heaven dead. And right after this victory, right after the hand of God was shown in his life, he's found sitting under a tree, tormented in his mind, depressed, told God, kill me. I'm the only one left. And and, and that wasn't the truth. But when when depression comes on and you're tormented in your mind, you feel like nobody understands, nobody sees you, nobody hears you. I'm all by myself. That's the lie that keeps ringing. Nobody cares. Nobody sees. Nobody understands. I've been crying out for a year. I've been saying it for two months. And nobody's listening. And nobody sees me. And my wife don't see me. And my kids don't see me. And my husband don't see me. And I'm telling them. And I'm telling them. And he'll tell you by yourself. You by yourself, and he keeps ministering that. Elijah says, I'm by myself, I'm the last one left. And he wanted to die. And I don't know about you, but she says, I've never tried suicide, I've never attempted suicide, but most in this room have had dark thoughts. You ain't got to admit it. We're not going to raise your hand. We ain't going to give no mic to you. But the truth is what it is. 
It is what it is. What y'all doing over here? It's a ladybug over there. Okay. And so now, now Elijah, I'm just going to go through the story a little bit. He's in the cave, period. And God comes to him. And there was a great wind. There was a great earthquake. Um, there was even a fire. Listen to me carefully. Because when you're in these dark places, there can be a whole lot of stuff happening that's religious and churchy and loud and when it's over you still feel the same way it wasn't in the earthquake it wasn't in the wind it wasn't in the fire but then there was a gentle whisper and God was in the whisper now I'm talking to men and women but I want to if I had time I would take more time and talk just to the men we need to do that because I am convinced that our men are hurting more than they give off and I am convinced because of how our culture how we were raised in our culture that most men, women can't even hear the pain of their husband. Not intentional. They just can't. Because our culture was taught, get you a man that's going to take care of you, do this for you, buy this for you, cover you, protect you, and you gave the woman no responsibilities. So even emotionally, she has none toward her husband. I know I'm talking. I, you ain't got to tell me nothing. And, and it's, not, it's, not, it's not intentional. It's not, we're, we're bad. It's, it's, it's how we have been taught and molded. So on the other hand, we were taught, do your job. Get it done. Make the money. Take care of the house. Cover your family. Don't you mess up. You the strong one. Be strong. And we'll do it while we're bleeding in our shoes. And a woman that's insensitive will let you do it. She'll let you kill yourself working. But that's a whole nother story. But it wasn't in the wind. It wasn't in the fire. It wasn't in the earthquake. But it was in the still small voice. Here is why I, whenever I get to these dark places, not the casual ones, because there's some casual dark places that that I'm working through. So after service, I do certain things, change certain patterns, and not just go home and sit and let the whole service hit me back in the face. But I'm talking about these dark moments that try to push you. Whenever I got to those places, it was because, listen to me very carefully, the whisper of God was absent. Not that he wasn't talking, but I was so disconnected that I wasn't hearing. So when you win mentally, you got to number one, you got to discover God continually. Write that down. Continually. It wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in all you thought it was going to be in. But it was this whisper 
this whisper, this small voice. What do I call it? It was this encounter with God. Discover God, write it down continually. Because God, did you put that on the screen? God comes to us when we are in trouble. Write that down. You, don't, you ain't got to question that. You ain't got to think about that. Stop this, all this bad talk about he ain't come to me. Whenever we're in trouble, he comes to us. He's a very present help. But sometimes we can be so depleted, so disconnected that we'd rather listen to Big Mama than God. And whenever I've been in that place, I realize the whisper couldn't hear it. Notice it said a whisper. Notice, notice the other attributes here, the wind, the earthquake, the fire. Those are big things. Those are extreme things. He wasn't in that. but the small voice. You got to discover God continually. Number two, you got to discover truth. Write this down. I don't have much time. That's why I'm moving, y'all. You got to discover truth. The fact is, you're going to go through. The fact is, you're going to have dark moments. The fact is, depression will knock at your door at some point or another. You can call it what you want to call it. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'll never have. It's going to knock on your door at some moment. But you got to discover truth. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse 8, he says, we are pressed on every side by troubles. But we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. How many of y'all have felt like you've been knocked down before? You've been up against some tough stuff, even in your own home, with your children or with your spouse, because the enemy starts right there. Some of our greatest battles is right up under our roof. You're like, God, what is going on here? Some of your greatest warfare is under your roof. And it is factual. It is, ha- ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good. We good. No, the fact is, you are troubled, but you're not crushed. The fact is, you're perplexed, but you're not in despair. The fact is, you are hunted down, but never abandoned. The fact is, you get knocked down, but you are not destroyed. John 14 says, don't let your heart be troubled. No, look, look, at, look at John 14, verse 1. Look at it in the Amplified Bible. Are y'all still here? Yeah, John 14, verse 1. Look at the Amplified Bible. Put it on the screen. I haven't planned on doing this, but if you can do it for me, that would be great. Um, Yeah. What I want to do going into this next calendar year, because you do know the calendar year is just that. It's just a day. You're going to, at 1159, it's going to be 2022, and at 12, it's going to be 2023. And nothing really going to change unless we change. You know, I saw somebody posted on Facebook and he was serious. He said, I want all my tithe back. He said, because the pastor told me it was going to be my year and I'm still waiting. 
I ain't playing with y'all like that. No, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not doing that. Because your year depends on you. My year depends on me. I can go up and say, the Lord told me to tell y'all, it's going, 2023 is going to be the year of whatever. And it don't mean nothing unless you make some adjustments. 2023 is going to be the year that we find our tree. It's all this old stuff, and it don't mean nothing. Come on, say, I got to change. Look at here. Do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, or agitated. Who does it say is responsible for not letting their heart be troubled? Ooh. That's, that's kind of not fair, though. It's kind of not fair, Tanya, because I'm going through. I got legitimate issues going on, man. What do you mean, don't let my heart be troubled? Can't somebody else step in and now guard my heart for me for a minute? Because even when you're going through, you have the power to fulfill Scripture in your life. You say you got the Holy Ghost, right? It's more than dancing, jumping, and speaking in tongues. It gives you, it puts super on your natural when you don't feel like it. It pushes you when you don't feel like you used to feel. When you don't want to carry out the vows you made 20 years ago, the Holy Ghost will push you. Oh, y'all, quiet, lost half the room there. See, see, don't let your heart be troubled, distressed, or agitated. I can be agitated easily. What does that word mean, y'all? Come on, talk to me. Irrit- irritated, what else? Bothered, what else? Annoyed. Frustrated. And I realized, I didn't realize to just maybe, just maybe a year ago that, that, that the truth is I have the peace of God. Um, but the fact is I, I, I sometimes have high anxiety. And I'm agitated and, and I mean, just simple things like if, if there's clothes got to be folded and they ain't folded, it just bothers me. And I get anxious about the clothes that's not folded yet. If I make a list to do, I'm not trying to be funny. If I make a list to do five things in a day. I only get to two of them. I'm, 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 I got anxiety and, 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 and my, my mind don't work that way. And, and, and I read this scripture and it says, don't let your heart be. So you mean it ain't their responsibility no. to make sure my heart ain't troubled? No. <laughs> oh my God. But that ain't fair. Because they the one didn't do what they did. Supposed to have been did. Or they the one that did what they did. How, how they get to get off the hook? Don't worry about who you think getting off the hook. First of all, what a hook are we talking about, Wendell? The only hook I know in scripture is grace. And I says, wait, God, I stopped here. I read, because this is the funeral scripture. We've made it the funeral scripture. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. And I would come up here and I would preach a prepared place for prepared people. And that ain't got nothing to do with that. Don't let your heart be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Believe in and adhere to 
and trust in him and allow also on me. It's Jesus talking now. Don't let your heart be troubled. How? Believe in, adhere to, and trust in, and rely on God. But things are going crazy. My heart is troubled. Any of y'all heart ever been troubled? Raise your hand. Your heart ever been troubled? He said, don't let it be troubled. Trust in me. Well, I need more answers than that. Well, that's all the scripture got. He said, I've given, you my, I've given you my name. I've given you my blood. I've given you my peace. I told you to trust in me. And we got to just put this stuff to work when our mind says, nope, the world is going to hell and I'm crazy and all this. Because it even make you think you're crazy sometimes. And I said, now, wait a minute. I am not crazy. I'm not schizophrenic. I'm, no, I am not. No, I have the mind of Christ. I can see clear. I can hear clear. I have clarity of thought. You got to speak to your mind. Because torment is, 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 is consistent pressure. It's pressure. It's pressure. It's pounding. It's pounding. It's overwhelming. It don't let you breathe. And you're like, oh my God. And then you snap off. And they say, well, how did she do that? She both have been saved. Are y'all here? Yes. Discover truth. Discover identity. Write that down. A lot of this mental stuff comes from us struggling with who we are. I had to realize, Perry, that I am not Pastor Reggie. I am Reggie Royal. I am London's husband. I am a father to children. And the call on my life is to pastor. Just like you are not secretary. You are, you are not police officer. You're graced to do it. It's not who you are. Because once you find your identity and things you were not supposed to have your identity in. Put this next slide up of this, this kid here from the NBA. This, this really hit me. Mavs 2020 draft pick, Tyrell Terry, retired citing anxiety and darkest times of my life. You got five million children trying to make it to the league, and he is there saying, this is the darkest time of my life, I'm getting out of here. Then they interviewed him, he says, I have to find my identity now outside of basketball, because I thought I was basketball. I thought basketball was life. And I realize I have no passion for it. I have no joy in it. It is dark. I have anxiety. I got to get out of here. And you would say, boy, you crazy. You making millions. You on play for the Mavs. You signed with this one. I wish I could trade with you. No, you don't. You got to be where God has called you to be. I don't care how much money you making or how great it looks. And I said, whoa. Because our kids are in basketball and I go to these things, man. And all these kids in the world trying to get to where he at. I'm not saying the NBA is a bad thing. I'm saying for him, he had to realize this ain't it. He got to realize if where you are, this ain't it. Where's my identity? I'm not talking about physically like I live in Bellwood. This ain't it. I need to move to Texas. I'm not talking about that. But some of y'all relocate need to be still. 
I'm talking about who am I? Who am I if nobody else calls me to counsel their marriage, nobody else comes to me to pray for their kids, if I don't have to preach up here on Sundays, then who am I? Now who am I? If this is who I've become, then what happens when this is removed? What happens when I'm no longer a pastor? I said most pastors don't never retire because it's like, what do I do after this? Says God, who, who am I? And and I got this thing here that'll kind of help you. Um, the ushers, the greeters should have them. If not, they're online for you. You probably got them before. They're probably in your glove compartment in your car. You can check in there. Um, but it says, "Who and what I am in Christ Jesus." I printed it out for you. They may have them. If not, they're online. You got one, brother. You, you need to have this. And you spend time with this and the Holy Ghost so he can reveal to you not just who you are, but what you should be doing. Most darkness comes from I'm no longer fulfilled in what I'm doing. I love to do it, but I'm not fulfilled. This guy loves to play basketball, but he's not fulfilled there anymore. I don't care what you do and how great you do it. Once fulfillment is gone, once passion for it is gone, that means you're, you're behind with going to the next. And some rather just stay comfortable in what they no longer love, which now enters dark thoughts. Okay, this, I'm talking better than y'all are saying amen. Get one of these, go online and get it. I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to give Shante, I'm going to send you these notes right after service. She's going to put these online. You can have these notes. Because here's what I have to do. Here's what we have to do together. We have to love one another. Did I, did I finish? I'm not even finished. Discover the next one is. <laughs> I'm ending it ain't finished. Discover... <laughs> Fulfillment, I kind of started there. Discover fulfillment. And the last one is discover what matters. Discover fulfillment. John 10 says, I come that you may have and enjoy life. What brings you enjoyment? What is the thing you would do even if you didn't get paid to do it? If your basic needs are taken care of, and I can, come on back up, Chris, and I can do these things, this thing, and I don't have to even make millions, but I, I can be fulfilled doing it, what would you do? Because most people are not living in fulfillment. You've got a good job. You've got good benefits. You make good money, but you're not fulfilled. That's why every day you get tired of going down there. That's so why you go on vacation. You says, vacation over. I got to get back to life. What would bring you fulfillment even if you didn't get paid to do it? If your rent was paid and your light and gas was paid and your car was paid and, and all that stuff was paid and I said, hey, you love to sing. Well, come go on tour with this group. Would you go? Would that bring you fulfillment? Nah, I can't like I be at work Friday. I don't got my two days off this month. I ain't got no PTO yet. I, it's quiet up in here. 
Discover fulfillment. Trust God. How do you discover fulfillment? You trust God through, through hard times. Write that down. Trust him through hard times. Tapping to the power to live. Continually renew your mind to God's way of doing things for you. Know who you are and what you have in Christ. Confront your inner wickedness. This is a daily thing. Believe God. Believe God. I did all that. Well, start over. You go, you, I, I, did, I did one through ten. Okay, now go back to one. Just keep doing it. This is the life we live. It's the life we live. And the last one is discover what matters. You got to do this, people of God. I'm not, I'm not standing here today and lay hands on everybody. I'm not doing that. Nothing wrong with that. I just think today I don't call for that. But my heart broke last week with how the enemy is harassing God's people. And I told you, sometimes I'm, I'm up here praying and I'm flowing because it's, it's what's on my life. And I want to get right in the end of that line myself. But I said, what, if I, what would happen if I got in the line? How would, what would they think of me? If I says, raise your hand if you've been tormenting in your mind and then I get in the line myself, how would they look at the, the reverend? And once your local community becomes a safe place, none of us would have those thoughts. I don't care what you think. This is my safe place. These people love me here. Here's what's going on with me. People, people hide. People lie because of, and I'm not, I'm not blaming, but because of our response to people. Because you know what? I keep it to myself. And many of you have tried sharing with people before. Either they use it against you or they didn't really understand. It's like, you know what? That's all right. Why, why, why am I unloading my historic creation on you and you can't see past tomorrow? And I was talking to somebody, I was sharing with somebody like that and I was explaining some things in my past and London was like, stop doing that. He said, you, 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 can't you tell they ain't even listening? They, they don't even get it. They're already convinced of what they want to be convinced about you. Stop doing that. And I was trying to share and be transparent. Safe place. It may not be your whole community yet, but you ought to have somebody in your life that's a safe place. I can promise you I can promise you, my man here just took his life. I can promise you he had a safe place. But then he comes and tell you you don't. When that darkness pushes like that, man, it'll push you. Yeah. The man was making TikTok videos 20 hours before, dancing with his family and children. But when you're in that place by yourself, that darkness, man, will come up on you. And it ministers to you. ministers to you and I've been there and I've had to weep I've had to just let it out I've had to talk with people and, and, and there was a time I didn't talk to London like, she got her own stuff she ain't gonna understand what I'm talking about and there was times she didn't talk to me and there was behaviors we had in our life that we didn't even realize we were having them because we hadn't talked about them and we had suppressed our past and not dealt with things in our past and when we talked it was like, wow. 
And it's nothing like having your spouse to be a safe place for you. So we're going to talk about on Tuesday night. Y'all think y'all a couple. You're not just a couple. You're husband and wife. It's a difference. And there's an anointing that comes with that. And the enemy comes at all costs to keep you from flowing in that grace that brings healing in your relationship and all of those things. And there's some things we didn't experience to years later in our marriage. And here's the thing. We were helping other people. People, people all over the world are sending money and calling for counsel and y'all are just great and nobody does it like y'all and we were hurting ourselves yeah. I didn't understand her she didn't understand me I had done things I was ashamed of she had done it's like wait a minute wait 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 how are we sitting and helping other couples and blessing them and they're being restored and I don't even know how to talk to you That's right. not casual but I don't know how to treat you as my safe place so now I don't care when there I'm gonna tell her I'm gonna talk to her I'm gonna call up in that bed put my big old head on her chest and cry and sometimes I don't have nothing to say I just want to cry it's been a day I can't cuss I want to cuss but I don't cuss sometimes I want to cuss but I can't cuss I just lay up there and cry. Ain't, ain't my daddy told me, my daddy told me don't be all that crying. My daddy told me a man don't cry. My daddy told me a real man don't cry. You show me a man that don't cry, I'll show you a man that's hurting. And I ain't talking about crying for guilt and shame all the time. I've had those moments too when I, my cries was all about my guilt and my shame. Then there's cries of relief. There's cries of, I feel safe now. Let me cry tonight. I'll tell you why I'm crying tomorrow. You need somebody. I get calls all the time, Corey. Elder Floyd, we get them all the time. And sometimes it's overwhelming for us, but I feel like this is what we're called to do. Sometimes you're like, wait a minute, time out. I got to breathe here. And the enemy has turned up the heat. But we are not afraid. You may be, you may be going through, but I just read to you, you ain't cast down, you ain't destroyed, you ain't, you ain't counted out. Find your safe place. Discover God. Discover truth. Discover identity. Yeah. Discover fulfillment. And what matters? What matters? If nothing else matters, this girl right here matters. My children matter. My family matters. And every time when I say, yep, I'm going to do it this time, you have to find the why. And the why was they don't deserve to clean up my mess. They don't deserve to deal with the aftermath of me taking my life. And in, in, in those moments, you got, you got a, a, a devil here and you got an angel here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you reality. Yeah. Holy Ghost and all. You got it all going on at one time. You got to make these decisions. And all while you're doing that, your phone ringing for somebody else calling you. Yeah. And I said, wait a minute. You got to find what matters. 
and I found what matters. Because at the end of the day, if I stop passing here, or if you leave here after the service tonight, this is what matters. And I had to identify stuff like, that don't matter. Like, much as I love y'all, much as I love this person, it don't matter. Discover these things. Find your safe place. Get a therapist. When I sat with that therapist, I'm like, first, first, I'm like, hey, Chris, like, why, what, what am I doing here? Like, I'm Reverend Royal. Like, why am I here? I'm Pastor Reggie. Why am I sitting here? I shouldn't be here. I should be talking to this man. It's the best thing ever. I ain't telling you to go get one. I'm telling you to just discover these things and let God lead you. But you better have somebody. That's right. Be working on, if you're married, your spouse will be that person. I can't trust her now. Praise God. We're going to help with all of that. Because that's your person. And I remember, I remember she asked me, why couldn't you tell me that? And I asked her, why couldn't you tell me that? And we had the same answer because I didn't know how you would receive it. We both had fear of our spouse's response and our humanity. Which means I didn't see her as a safe place and she didn't see me as one. That's not okay. I can't be at the barbershop telling them I won't talk to her. Because she's going to embrace me. She's going to be mad and embrace. She's going to cover and cuss. She's going she gonna, she gonna to do it all, but she's going to be right there. No, she said she ain't gonna cuss. He ain't gonna cuss. That's all I got.